show respect to the audience and respect your own business. It was a way to protect the Wow now, brown cow. Don't ever do that again. Ladies and gentlemen, heels and faces, casual wrestling fans, and all you smart marks, I am Mr. Richie Moon. And I'm Kayfabe AJ. And I'm Kayfabe Focus. <laughs> and this is Kayfabe Avenue. And we are here for a general discussion on this weekend wrestling. Wait, 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 wait. You trying to say this isn't our vocal lessons? No. Nah. Nah, so, so you guys are making sure. me say wow, wow now brown cow for nothing for no reason. Well, we didn't. No, make we, you we say need anything. you to vocalize, and that's yeah. the best way you that's do it. That's the way you do it, man. Each his own, man. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't knock your process. We just tell you to do a process. <laughs> 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 All right. So unfortunately, there is gonna be no more XFL going on, man. I mean, it's kind of sucks. That shit was doomed from the beginning. But it, they were doing better this season. People uh, were not, they? No, they. <laughs> They they were in comp- in comparison to what it was back in the days in what two thousand one yeah definite big difference they a lot of a football. lot of uh, like diehard NFL fans that start, tried to watch XFL actually told me nothing but good things about it and it was really good I watched I watched like the only game. critique I heard about it was that as much as they said that they were gonna speed up the game it still was like three hours long yeah. I so, mean, there's not, there's not really, really much you can do to speed up the game except, except not pause the time during timeouts and between plays and shit. That's true. Yeah, well, Vince unloaded a bunch of WWE stock to put up, I think it was upwards of like 200 to maybe 300 million. Yeah. For just no to reason. get XFL off the ground. And then thanks to the Rona. Because yeah. that, that's really, really it's it's no fault of their own. It's yeah. literally all it's because of coronavirus. So yeah, it's, it's a sad thing because I was hoping Vince Man would be distracted enough with XFL to leave wrestling the fuck alone, bro. That, At least a little bit, bro. That that's why I am. A part of me is sad because it's just like now with no more XFL. Oh, pal, I just gotta just gotta come back and just I double time. I gotta come back full time and just focus down on WWE. This like, is such good shit. Well. well well, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think he's starting to slowly wake up. He released the revival this weekend. Man, fuck the revival. Uh, FTR. Yeah, I mean, definitely fuck the oh, revival. We're gonna, we gonna get to them. We definitely get to them. Oh, but the the, the good. The thing fact is- that he's actually not trying to keep them through this pandemic and put all these Corona months. I think. Well, the, the good, on the, them. The, the, the good thing about the XFL thing is that the good, um, players got drafted to the NFL. So congrats to all. All five of the good players. All, all five of the good um quarterbacks and the linebackers, I think. It oh was. well, if you say it coming from that perspective, Sheesh. a single position on each team yeah. that makes more sense. But I thought he meant like only five yeah, people in the entire organization. <laughs> I mean, it is only five people in the whole entire organization. Yeah, yeah but it's positions that make sense, quarterbacks and shit. Yeah, I mean, a little, Do they? a little off topic. I mean, Colin Kaepernick just got signed by the Jets, which is surprising to me. Honestly, yeah. I feel like that kind of deflates his. It did his uh, and that's movement. A whole, that's a whole other conversation. You went, time. you went right back to exactly the slave master. Exactly, Let's keep it's, it real. It, it was, it's, it's, that's that's like the revival bitching all this time and staying with WWE. It's like Mike Kanellis. 
Is that Mike Kanellis? Yeah, this is no, Mike Kanellis. It's, it's literally Mike, Mike Kanellis. This is literally Mike Kanellis. This is literally, literally Mike Kanellis. Like, but that's another conversation for another time. So, WWE is going back kind of semi-live. So they got this deal with Fox and USA, and they can only do a certain amount of semi-live shows. And due to the corona, we're kind of in that. So uh, uh, the word on the kayfabe app streets is that. Vince, oh nice, it's working. Uh, Vince decided at like the twelfth hour that yo guys, we're not gonna film a bunch of stuff at one time. We're gonna do our weekly shows. I know for one, as a talent, I'd be furious. I would be pissed off. I mean, rumors coming out of WrestleMania's tapings. Um, by the way, that's something that we probably should kind of mention how WrestleMania came and went. But coming off of uh, the rumors of the tapings of WrestleMania, we had. Brock Lesnar supposedly, like, vocalizing for the rest of the locker room and telling Vince, like, this is a money-hungry situation. And if there's any truth to Brock doing that, it makes me respect Brock a lot because at the end of the day, Brock could show up, get paid, go home. And if he really didn't give a shit, he wouldn't even defend, you know, the rest of the locker room. We see what happens when when Brock doesn't give a shit. Go watch WrestleMania 31. Versus Dean Ambrose? Is that what it was? 31? Was it? Was it? Yeah. No. Oh, Brock will show you when he doesn't give a shit. I don't think... Go Dean, watch that match. I don't know, but I have a feeling Dean Ambrose or Moxley to AEW fans, I don't think he wanted that... I don't think he chose Moxley. Like, yeah, I don't think he did either. At the end of the day, Brock Lesnar usually has an input on, on who he wants to fight. I don't think... I don't think Moxley was his choice because usually when he picks his opponents, there's a, a, a certain amount of effort... But that he puts it. And, and then on top of that, look at look at what Moxley was doing during that time with his Stone Cold interviews and shit, being like, "Oh, I can't really do this. I can't really do that. I'm just coasting because I'm John Moxley." Yeah. Well, he was Dan Ambrose that time, but I, but I, but at the same time, when Austin is Brock, pissed off at you, yeah, because you do, you refuse to do anything that kind of takes the spoke out the wheel and change things up a little bit. He, I mean. Brock, I'm pretty sure he was withholding to be professional. And also, at the same time, Brock was going to UFC during that time. So he wasn't really trying to even take... Oh, right, right, He wasn't right. even really trying to take no bumps. That was like during that the too. great uh, will he, won't he leave WWE yeah, after this so he was that. He wasn't really trying to put too much effort into it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Not to take anything away from what Dean Ambrose or what he was or was not doing during that time. But Brock wasn't really trying to put in the usual smoke that he usually does. Yeah, I think that was Brock's worst comeback match. You think so? Like it was, it was a big main, like money. It was meh. Big money match on Mania. It was card. so meh. And I think that's his worst comeback match. It was just so meh. I was just like, what the fuck. Uh, so I mean, what do you guys think about? I mean, what do you guys think about WWE having traveling, putting more people in risk, um, traveling, recording their live shows? What I, what I think they should do is that they should give each wrestler a huge bonus slash payday. And have them all in one location, off the off whatever island Vince owns that he owns privately, because we know Vince is a billionaire. He has his own private island. Let's have the shows over there. That's what Dana White's doing. I mean, that, that's not true because they canceled that. Oh, they did. Oh, they canceled his empty private 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 island. Have like an empty arena fight. Yeah, in a private island. But how are you gonna actually pull that off? You st- there's no social distance. That's content. There's blood, sweat. 
in those situations. Like, this, this, I mean, this is where wrestling kind of. When you're in international waters, there's, there's. That, no that's what I'm saying. Like, you're. I, that's what I thought it was a goal because he's in international waters. Like, the 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 laws. Like right are now, of, if WWE was on a cruise ship right now, they could probably go, get away with it. All. Yeah. Well, I mean, however, one employee did catch the coronavirus. Well, multiple, multiple employees at this point. Multiple. We got reports so, so we're gonna skip. So we're gonna skip a couple. So yeah, went, let's just let's just segue well, right was, to that, that. That was one that they actually announced. Oh wow! Bob, officially, uh, who was that? Bobby Lashley? No, they didn't say the person's name, but it's a not. It's a. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, which I, I, which I, I mean, the rumors I heard was Corey Graves, Carmella, and Bobby Lashley had it, and Miz at one point. Yeah. Well, the thing is, didn't Bobby Lashley perform at WrestleMania? Wouldn't that just shut down all the rumors about him? The thing, dude, and Bobby Lashley, yeah, he performed at WrestleMania, so, and well, they were talking about quarantine everybody that came out of the country. Like two weeks before that, uh, Bobby Lashley was in Africa, but Africa doesn't even have any cases of Corona. They're trying to put some cases I of Corona they, in I there. I think there is. <laughs> They're trying to put some cases I, of Corona. They're literally trying to experiment on the Africans, but that is a whole other conversation for a whole other podcast. It's a different podcast. That's a yeah. different, different podcast. podcast show. That's a different podcast <laughs> show. But uh, I mean, Corey Graves and Carmella are together, so that would make a lot of sense. That would kind of yeah. That that would. Make, I mean, I hope they don't have it, but if they do, get better. You know. I hope that Mike Roman. Um, what's that dude's name? And Braxton you know what? Sa- I think that's Brian why. I, that's it. why I don't really remember Monday Night Raw because. I think was it, it was Tom a, Phillips it was, it was or a, Mike Rome, whichever twin it was. It was a big the clones. It was a big Street Profits match. Then, it was, dude, I don't even. They know. transitioned, bro. I don't they, know. First of all, it was a Street Profits match against um, Garza. It was a rematch. It was Russell Garza rematch. and Austin Theory. Yeah, Russell which transitioned rematch. into a match with Vega versus Bianca Belair, which transitioned into a match with all, all three versus the other three. It was, just, I, I, it was it's a g- good exposition for Bianca. This was her call-up situation. This was, sadly, her call-up to the main roster. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I don't like anything that's going on no, in the main it's roster. Not, it's not even that. When it comes to these empty arena no, there's, shows. No, no, there's very specific reason why I don't like it. So, Bianca comes out. She cuts the promo. She says, I go here now. She's cutting the promo to the hard camera. Do you know... Where Zelina Vega is during this entire time. Behind her. Behind her. <laughs> like, I cannot tell you the frustration. Like, it's just little things like that. Just yeah. that's what they teach him in NXT. And that's dumb. Go to the hard camera. I understand. Not in the ring. And I yeah. understand that. And it's kind of like th- it's kind of like say if you're upstaging somebody, move into position. Zelina Vega, go around. The thing is, they were trying it's- to keep her. It's like what folks said. They're trying to keep her in the hard camera. With the arena, they switched their whole entire setup. No, Zelina Vega they... go around. I don't blame Bianca. You should. Yeah, right. They're, right now, they're not, tra- they're, not, they're not trained to do promo work where the card camera is right now. No, Bianca... Yeah, that's be- a big habit they got to no. break because they literally taught that day one NXT. But Bianca... I, I don't feel like Bianca Belair was wrong. I just feel like kind of didn't make any sense. You should... Do your promos to the hard camera. Zelina Vega. No, I, I, I know what you mean so as far as Zelina goes, but... Even the antagonist has to be on the hard camera too, so they could get the reactions. That's the whole reason why Zelina was in the background of that. And this kind and of and then they transition straight into she had to turn around to acknowledge her at the so, end of her promo. It's but so dumb. That's dumb. That just it's even sad that I really listen. These shows have been so garbage as far as the empty arenas go. And I try to give them the benefit of the doubt because here and there we do get a, a great match we snuck do. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
too. I will give them that. But the promos don't match from match people. up with the match types. We're getting. Can you answer this question? Who the hell did Seth Rollins fight this week? Because he looks like medium E, little E. Who was this guy? I have no idea. And this is one of your big matches on on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I mean, they had their choice. Maybe I had their choice. Maybe. I think. Listen. I think. I think he was uh-huh. the former W. Nah, he's not. <laughs> no. He ain't shit. I don't know uh, who he is. So, that's, yeah, that's, you know, speaking of, you know, performance centers and stuff like that, that was a terrible segue. So, you know, I, I'm, so I started writing this, I started writing for this, for this place called A Vocal Creator. And you know what really inspired Richie it? Richie Meltzer? A little bit. Well, you know what really inspired it? So this guy did this review on WrestleMania 36. And you want to know what his top moments of it were? You want to know he's the Probably top the three worst moments. He said that, well, I kind of... The goal, the, let, me the, just, let me just give you the you, list. You, you, mean, you mean the finish fast beat that was Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar no, and no, no, no. Strowman no, versus Goldberg? He, he put his, his top three was the Firefly Funhouse, which I, I don't blame him. He said his number two of WrestleMania 36 was Edge versus Randy Orton. When, That's news fast. When I seen that, I was like, I immediately need to write the wrestling Listen, column for this because this guy is clearly out of touch. Taking nothing away from Randy and nothing away from Edge, this match immediately zapped the entire energy of the room. Dude, I fell asleep. We all got tired. We all became disinterested. It was hard. Well, me and you, you wasn't here for the for oh, yeah. Mania. I, I, I fell asleep. I straight up, I'm sorry, but, Edge. Yeah, but, it zapped the energy in the room. We was kind of like, okay, that was next. That match would have been good. It's had, like it it's, here it is. Here it is. That that and here it is. It's like it's like it's like it's like, it's like an essay. You got an intro, a body, a conclusion. What that needed was your intro. Take out literally seventy five percent of that body and then end it. That match literally you could have taken twenty minutes out of the middle of that match and nobody would have noticed. Yeah, because they true. literally did the same thing. What killed me was when they went. From the ring to the back, and then came from the back, back, back to the ring, ring to go back to the back. <sighs> it was like... That was like 15, 20 minutes. Why did you waste time coming back when you could have hit all your spots, came back to the ring, and actually filled that time with a great go-home spot? And they didn't even use weapons properly or anything like that in an innovative I, way or anything. Not the saddest really. thing I mean, the, the, the most innovative really. spot <laughs> of this whole match was when Edge climbed on the ceiling gate. And then the elbow? On the elbow. People complained about that, but I actually that didn't mind fine. it. I like that. That was fine. We just don't yeah, because you're using the environment. How around do, you. How, exactly. How often do you see a fucking cage on the ceiling in order to even do that in a conference room setting? So that was actually pretty dope. Exactly. Using your environment around you. I like the DDT from, from he had like his legs. Well, this is real off that people. Just, 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 and I feel too like much. it was too much. This too is too probably much. the majority of like trolls in the situation. The Chris Benoit hanging spot they did. What Crispin Wahingan spot? Because um, I think it was Orton first or Edge all, put one of them put each other in, into like the strap that was hanging off a of weight. First of all, that wasn't a Crispin Wah spot. Yeah, like, it was stupid. That's, that's you being a fucking asshole and Facts. bringing it up. How are you during at a time where people are just trying to get over? And well, like Crispin Wah has been like in the news again recently because of the dark side of the ring. Speaking of, we need to just do a whole. Like I said, it's early no, off. Yeah, we need to just do a whole show on look that. Out, look out for the. Re- this isn't. We're yeah. gonna start doing reviews after the episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, you need to do that because I don't so want to. I don't, don't want to just talk about that in the small because that's a whole yeah. thing that we need to dive into with that. I didn't get that from that at all. Um, and the words of the late great Baba, now ancestor Kobe Bryant, y'all soft. Y'all soft. That's the only way to explain y'all that. Y'all soft. Because- 
I've seen a lot more worse things. I've seen a man get tied to the turnbuckle and then uh, voltage strapped to his nuts okay. and, electric- and then electrocuted. <laughs> I've seen that on WWE first of all, TV. First of all, that's cock and ball torture. <laughs> and that's in right now. <laughs> and that's in right now. <laughs> right now? I thought, that was always, I thought that was always in. But anyway, I, I, remember when Randy Orton... Uh, tied up John Cena to the ring post and beat him with the kendo stick? That was one of my favorite moments. Bro, that was brutal. That was in the height of burial Cena. Yo, that was brutal, yo. People need to just wake up. I I hate when they try to play play sides. Like, oh, this match was too soft. It should have had blood. But then when they give you something that has (laughs) violence in it, Oh my god, it's too violent. <laughs> that reminded us when we was at Raw and we was all like, Yeah, Randy, RKO Beth Phoenix, RKO Beth Phoenix. Right. And then he RKO'd was like, oh, <laughs> Why did you RKO? <laughs> yeah. Yo, he was talking about, I love your kids and Edge more than you do. And I'm like, Fuck love, RKO. <laughs> and the whole, the whole section is like, What's his problem? And sure enough, RKO a few seconds later, I'm the only one cheering. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Why do you do that? He RKO'd a woman. <laughs> That's mad sexist. Wild sexist. So, speaking of being wild sexist, let's segue into Ronda Rousey. Another horrible... Wait, what? Another- <laughs> How do we segue from sexist to Ronda wow. Rousey? A horrible segue. That was, that was absolutely like, horrible. That was, the, that was the worst segue I have ever yeah. heard. I want to know how he even correlated that to Ronda Rousey at all. Nothing. There was no correlation. <laughs> There is no correlation besides that's the next thing on our list, and we're watching this damn documentary on Ronda yeah, Rousey. As, as much there as we is, scatter, sometimes we actually have a format. There, there is no correlation. I just <laughs> literally pulled it out of the eye atmosphere. There is, there is no correlation. Ronda Rousey is not sexist at all. I just literally. Just, Are you sure? I don't know. I don't know her personally, but you know what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. She, she, she seems pretty <coughs> adamant about going against the man. The man. I mean, she is. Uh, my, here's my thing. Okay, let's talk about all the smoke that Ronda Rousey's bringing. Right. I understand she's kind of continuing this, this the, her heel character. I just think it undermines her and everything that she does when you say that it's fake. You're. A real fighter and a fake fighter in a fake contest. Then you get into the fake fight as a real fighter and then you lose. Who looks good out of that? Who? Who? I mean, I I didn't like it when she did it originally. (laughs) The outlaw much so wrestling, cosplay wrestlers. This is the shit. um, Earth Taronda, we fucking know it's not 100% real. I mean, she's working it. Earth Taronda... We fucking know you're a legitimate fighter. That's why we liked you in the first place. Well, but she's a bad rapper. Well, I understand the heel work. I get it. But like you said, it doesn't really do any good. It gets the heat. Now, it's good heat. If they heat. use it on Raw, where it's like Nia Jax just called her out on Twitter, says straight up, "I want to knock her out," and then Nia comes out next Monday and Raw says Ronda was in the was on Twitter talking shit. Come, come see me on Monday Night Raw. You know where we were at. And then that leads to a fight. That's how you pay it off. But when you got Ronda making comments like that, like she did last year, mm-hmm. where you got the Carmellas and you got uh, Nia Jax again was vocal back then, and you got all these other people that did nothing, that didn't even see Ronda in the ring after that. So it's like you're building all this heat. You already came through, crushed the roster, 
and pretty much semi-retired. Except for Becky. And, and, and <laughs> Except Naya. for Damon. And Nia. Yo, honestly, uh, Nia Jax made a really good point. Nia Jax actually gave Ronda Rousey one of her best matches when she was in WWE, to be honest with you. I mean, I understand it. She's working it. I just don't think this is good heat. I just don't. Who does this there's, there's get over? Other, there's other ways to get heat than exactly. to say, say, than to tell us something that's obvious. Yeah, because that makes you look stupid. That's that's my whole point. If I was if I was to go up to you and and, and cut a shoot promo telling you that two plus two equals four, I'm gonna look like an idiot. Okay. That's, yeah. Yo, Gracie, two plus two equals four, man. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Who gets it's, over? It's sorry. And who gets over during that? Who gets over during that? I told you that. Maybe I he may, much slow. Maybe you, uh, maybe you did. It kind of punked me out. Maybe you did get over with that. All right. So let's talk about, you know, obviously the Rowan is a thing in life and in wrestling. This may have opened up another opportunity, though. So more than likely, just because of money, NXT Japan would have happened. Now, how would have happened? How long it would have taken to happen? Whole other conversation another time. But... With the Rona being involved, Coronavirus. Uh, a lot of Japanese companies are looking to sell. Their companies, <coughs> wrestling companies, are looking to sell. So, New Japan, wow. NXT Japan might happen sooner than later. I mean, they might as well reap the benefits of all this. Not a lot of the Japanese companies got messed up because of Corona, can't even perform. New Japan still. is still canceling events. I mean, we're talking, sucks, about, we're talking about companies that <coughs> would rather not, commit not Japan, uh, Harikari... Um, then sell now willing to sell, yeah. basically. Uh, so it's like it brings a a whole new, um, it brings a whole new playing field of how about how the Japanese companies aren't going to to play with this because for all we know tomorrow all Japan Pro Wrestling might just sell the whole damn company. Oh, they sell to New Japan, Sheesh. or they could probably see if Tokyo Josie would want to sell. You know, Ice Ribbon, there's a whole bunch of smaller companies that are not really known to the mainstream American markets that probably are looking to sell since they can't really do shows right now. So they're not making any money. I agree. And then on top of that, once they sell the promotion, there's not really much they can do to start up another promotion a a couple of years down the line. Everything can be in big business, man. I mean, no more mom and pop. Might might not be like any more mom and pop spots in New Japan. Equivalent, you know, like your indie promotions. Might not be that anymore after this is all done. Maybe. We shall see. So, on Wednesday night. Unfortunately, I mean, due to, you know, schedule and stuff like that, we really couldn't get a proper takeover. So, we kind of were getting a takeover in samples, kind of. In doses. In doses, yeah, that's a better way to put it. That's better verbiage. We're getting takeover in dose in, in doses. And we had Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in their fifth and final match. I thought Is it? Honestly, the way that this ended, it really shouldn't be the last match, which is kind of dumb. I don't know why they booked it like this because they went out of their way to say that this is gonna be the final match. If you, if you haven't watched it, but here comes a swerve. I can't. What happened? I didn't get to see uh, NXT this week. It was. But what happened with Candice LeRae? I heard Candace, that was she, a weird. She, kicked, she did she a double kicked, swerve. She kicked um, Johnny Gargano in the balls, which is her she, husband, which makes no sense. No, it did. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. You didn't let me finish. So yeah. If you would let me finish, you would understand. And then she went and kicked Tommaso in the nuts, and then Johnny pulled out that he had a cup on, 
and then pin and then pin him. She was basically saying okay, the ending. That, she, that was the ending. Yeah. She was basically okay. she was basically saying like, "Yo, you ruined my you ruined my marriage. You made me hate my husband." Kicked him. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was a huge double swerve. You know mm. what I'm saying? So my only thing, my only issue with that is this was supposed to be the end. You guys emphasize this is the end. This is the last time you guys do it. Why would they not want to keep? Why would why would the story end like this? The story, I think, the story needs to continue. Like Tommaso Ciampa needs to get his revenge now because he got double swerved. Like, I mean, I, like I don't. Yeah, I mean, the whole setup for this, it, they kind of already went back to the DIY stuff before Tommaso got injured. So it's like the story crescendo. Brought it. You, you rewinded it back to the rivalry stage just to end it. In that way, yeah, I don't, I don't see, I don't see how that works. Here, it is. it's probably gonna be forced to continue with another twist. I hope it doesn't. Honestly, I mean, it will be. Honestly, I don't think I. I Unless Tommaso is bringing up another female, uh, up and coming star to go against Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, there's no point. Somebody needs to leave NXT. That's, that's what it boils down exactly. to. Somebody, you know what? They already, had, they already had that match. Lose the lead you know what? NXT. Send send John. That's how Tommaso. Now, that's fact, how Tommaso guesses that just three. do. That's how Tommaso guesses just do. Have the loser leaves NXT match. Have Johnny lose. Have Johnny go with his wife to Raw. We have a new star in Johnny, and we have a new female star to help fill the ranks that Ronda and Becky and Shayna. Uh, it's a short time she's been on the main roster. Help destroy. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's that woman's division is uh is so shallow. That, listen, it's ridiculous. I WrestleMania mean, I mean, main I mean, roster, even even main roster, even if main you roster. say that the main roster women's division is shallow, that's actually not. It's continue, way continue. better this than Magna. anybody else. Not talking about no. main, main roster. General, I mean, in, general. in any other company, what, I agree what, with what, that. What you, what you talk, I, I say hands you, down, WWE has the best women's roster. Period. They do. I will say that. They do. I will say that in any company. I will say that, but the reason why it got stale is because you built so much on Ronda's back. She ran through the whole Raw Women's roster. You built Becky on the ashes of that, but then Becky doesn't really do much to bring up other stars this whole year of her run. Yeah, to end up in the Ronda Rousey position right now. I don't think shot. I don't think Shayna comes in, destroys all the current. Uh, girls that we the women that we even care about on the show. So I can't even take them serious. It's so not shallow. Yeah, so yeah. now it's like okay. So who do we have? Nobody. We have Shayna Baszler, and now we have just Becky because Ronda is a question mark. We have Bianca Belair coming up finally. She got to build her stock though. She's pro- no, but she's also proven against Charlotte. And I mean, the battles with Ray. I mean, to the main, let me see the main street. We know she is. We know she is. We're talking to the main. I mean, we, we, we keep saying main roster, but NXT is, is on a national level at this point. It's it's. Well, a lot more people watching. A lot more now people. with Charlotte winning at WrestleMania, I feel like it's another step towards being equivalent to the main roster because you just breathe new fresh air into Charlotte's career, but you also give someone who's going to bring that spotlight and that fandom to. NXT, so that was a good move, but the Raw Women's Championship situation. What do we really want to see Becky versus Shayna again? No, no. unless they step up the stipulation and really go on some like extreme rules kind of match or something that's gonna be like okay, we're gonna get the oohs and ahs. Something kind of like 
how Charlotte and um, um, Becky and Ronda with the killing those things situation. If it was like that level of realism, like, oh my God, this girl just got beat the shit out of. When Ronda Rousey got beat the shit out of last year, that was a shocking moment and it made us want this rivalry. I think they need a moment like that if they're going to continue the feud between them two. If not, new talent. In WWE's defense, they were trying to tell that story that Becky kind of got the surprise win on Shayna. It's still fucking dumb. It's dumb. She got the surprise win on on, on Ronda the year before. Exactly. I don't think their woman's roster isn't shallow. You know what this reminds me of? There's no more credibility. You've killed all their credibility. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of WrestleMania... 34, when Charlotte beat Oscar for the title. And Oscar lost all her steam. Yeah. Oscar's one of the, Oscar's one of the best see, things the going on in that division See, but right the, dif- the difference between then and now is, although Oscar started going to, like, to the wayside, we still had other things happening on SmackDown that was semi-decent. The Becky-Charlotte story, <laughs> Carmella's little run was pretty decent in itself. Well, like, there was I, other things happening. I will say, on the SmackDown side of things, <laughs> there is a lot more activity. I will say this: Pam has come around. She, her heel character is a lot more better now. I called her Pam. Bailey's character, her heel her character. Name, her I know, Karen. I know, but I called her. I called her Pam. Like I like. You might, you might as well just call her Karen. I called her. I called her Pam. Like I hang out with her. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Bailey's. Heel character has come along a lot better in his last couple, and it seems like I'm still not sold on it's on, not it, it's not the story behind Sasha and Bailey right now. It's getting better though, and it's getting is better. It? They, it I is. mean, they started to build. They started they to started build to that. Feel better. Wait, Sasha doesn't care about the title as much. So when she does finally flip the switch and like, no, bitch, I want this title. It's gonna mean more. It's been because t- people was expecting that at Mania. Yeah, for Sasha to turn on Bailey and have no time. They didn't want to do because they have enough time. But if you see, there, there's, there's good acting. There, there's, there's good acting between them two because you can see like there is tension starting to build. But they don't like they don't. Oh my gosh, is there tension starting to build between? So-? No, yeah. it's, it's subtle. Not only that, I, they let you figure. I, it out. I didn't mind the fact that because Sasha lost to what was her name? At, uh, um, Naya? No, no, no Tamina. No. Nobody's meeting Tamina. No, not Tamina. It wasn't Tamina. Nobody's meeting Tamina. It was Lacey Evans that beat her. And that eliminated her. Oh, okay, at, okay, at Mania. okay. And then she came back and helped Bailey win. So I like that ending because it solidifies their friendship. And now they're on the. Sasha's really the only person who can go against Bailey on SmackDown right yes, now. Yes. That's evident. So that kind of direction. See, SmackDown, I'll give. Yeah, you're right. The SmackDown, game, there's things happening on SmackDown. Mandy's story with Otis was one of the better things coming out of WrestleMania. Well, I love that. Good um, moment, moment of WrestleMania. The. the, the Thing going on with with uh, Mandy and Sonya, what's gonna happen with that friendship? Is Dolph now? Is it's gonna be Dolph Ziggler and Mandy? I mean, Dolph Ziggler and Sonya versus Otis and Mandy. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a, that's what they're. they're I hope that storyline doesn't. And you know what? Doesn't go in a way that kind of disrespects who Sonya Deville as a person. I don't think they are. Going I hope that way. they don't do I don't the typical. Are. Now she's with Ziggler and they're together. I, I, like, I no, we know she's LGBT. Yeah, let her rock out with her shit. Like they're 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 not going from from what I've seen on SmackDown. They're like they're together, but not in a romantic with it. We're together, like oh, we're gonna get revenge together. Like we're we're business partners together. Not where's like Bobby Rude? What the fuck? What's Bobby Rude? I know he got suspended. He came back, had the match with uh, teaming up with Corbin and 
Ziggler. Once once the story switched back to Otis and Ziggler, we and and Baron was still dealing with his alliance thing. Root got the short end of that stick. He's like faded away after that again, which is stupid. Because there's, they, you also Rude, got Tucker Knight right there. Rude has true, and Rude has the uh, ability to be a fucking champion, credible, credible champion. That man, his is, NXT Championship run wasn't that long, but it was great. I, mean, it was I loved great. it. Yeah, it I, I, I loved the whole gimmick, everything, everything. He had the full package. I want to see. I know this isn't going to happen. Just a little bit of fantasy booking. I want to see. Paul Heyman to come back and form a stable called the Dangerous Alliance, just like he had back in WCW back in the early 90s. Dangerous Alliance. And he just had a Rick Rude, stunning Steve Austin, uh, flying Brian, not flying Brian Pillman, Brian Pillman. He had guys that will be the stars of tomorrow. So he, he should do Bobby Rude. He should do um, maybe KO, because KO... I don't want KO to turn. I don't want KO to turn heel. He don't have to turn heel. I think That's he's a good thing. face. I think he's KO's a good face. KO's always been like that in your face. I'm just gonna do what I want. And I want. I want. Back. I want KO so to get back to the prize. It fighter. could still work. Dangerous Alliance could work and not be a heel stable. I think it should be a heel stable. I mean, it works better because of the way Paul cuts his promos for Brock. Exactly. And we always have that looming Brock is kind of the, Brock, exactly. the leader situation. Brock I see that. And I would and I, I, I would, think but I think people who benefit that is probably like a Cesaro, Bobby Roode, um I think Cesaro's good over there on SmackDown. KO, I, I think KO needs to get his edge back. Like the match between him he and He needs to go he needs to become back go, go back to the prize fighter. He him yeah. and, him and Seth need I to don't be have going. a belt. This is not I don't Russell for free. I like, think I think Seth Rollins and, and I think Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens should both be going after Drew McIntyre. I don't. I think both of them are on that level. Seth is kind of at that point where he's always going to be in the title picture or write that storyline right below. That's where he's at right now. He's always going to be in that. So just do it. It's a three way. Why not do a three way dance with them with with those? With I'm those actually guys. upset that they didn't use the opportunity when he won the championship to actually flip the script and go heel then because. I think his universal title run would have meant more. People, I personally Who? completely soured on Seth Rollins with his universal uh, title run. That's because WWE isn't because WWE they were, they were too late to the, they were too late to the boat. They were too late to the boat because that wasn't the plan for them. They don't the have fans to, were like, "Yo, they don't know how to be elusive." Sucks as a good guy right now. And and part of that was also dude Seth Rollins kind of turned heel. <clears throat> he kind of went into business for himself on Twitter. After that whole Twitter thing with the whole Will Ospreay, he kind of went heel himself. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He went heel in real life. That's yeah. when WWE should have been like, all right, well, we got to we gotta, we gotta implement the storyline I could tell you all now. day of how it pisses me off that they pump, that they're the most socially active media company, blah, blah, blah. But they don't use social media in a way to impact storylines. Yeah. It's stupid. Not, not in the most effective way. It's like my complaint with AEW that they don't use BTE enough to impact the main show. You know what? Which is changing. That, I mean, because... But here, here it is. BTE here it is. is starting to show wrestling on, on the program now. But, which makes me think, what if the next AEW show is BTE? Well, it might be, and you know what? We should save that because we've been talking about WWE's entire time, and there's some interesting things to talk about with AEW. I don't think it should. But hold, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the next show. We'll talk about we'll talk about we'll talk yeah. about AEW on next show because they because they, they said something during the unrestricted podcast. I want to talk about with BTE, but we'll get to that to the next show. Um, I think that's kind of been the weekend WWE. I think that's really been. 
Is there anybody else? Like, uh, we're going to save AEW for the next show. Uh, is there anything else? Oh, the Cruiserweight Tournament. So, Jordan Devlin is... Give me the Cruiserweight Classic that cruiserweight they don't want to that, that say. They, Jordan Devlin... It's pretty much a fucking... Number yeah. one contender with a replica title at the more end. More often than not, every year has a cruiserweight tournament. And they should be calling it the cruiserweight classic. And they should do it through Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Like, like, especially with now. Like, give them some more shine. Give people... An ex- you know what's funny? It, it, now, is the perfect, now is well, the perfect time to bring back the Mae Young classic, the cruiserweight classic. They, are, they just came off of the Dusty classic a few months ago. But they should go back to that right now. Now it's time for the promos, the gimmicks, the the extra pizzazz, not just the, the razzle dazzle. You know who? Yeah. Would, you know who yeah. would do pretty much. It's like vaudeville. I want the razzle dazzle. You know, it's who, such good shit. You know who would do great with a manager right now? Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. Ricochet. If you had if if you had like a Leo Rush there to beat <laughs> to, to to back them up, they would be on fire. But they're just good wrestlers. <laughs> the fucked up thing is, I think Leo Rush went right back to being underutilized again. Yeah. Yo, he was hot. He had a he, he had a he hot, had a great he had a hot, run. he had a hot like two. He had a hot like month and a half. Nah, it oh, was man. a good like two three months. Yeah, he was hot and then he was given great classic part, week to week. But part of that won might, the title, held it, retained it for a few times, then lost it. Part of that might be him though, because he's doing like a lot of stuff outside of wrestling. I mean, so that, that doing, might not be. That, I mean, he's a rapper. Yeah, and all that, he's doing. Yeah, he's doing other stuff outside of wrestling. That might not be like. That might just be him. Like, yo, I, I just want to break. Like, yeah. So he want. I, if I was Leo Rush, I'd leave. I don't think he has a good enough I, I reason feel, to leave. I don't think he really has a good enough. I think he, he got the raise. Mismanaging no, your mismanaging your money not, is that on the fact that you know his position in WWE is the fact that if you want to do all your projects and have time for them, go to AEW. Not not even go to AEW. Go back to the Indies. There's no money right now. For, there pe- for, pe- for right people, now there isn't. for people like a, a Leo Rush, you cannot take that step backwards, especially when you're this young into. What well, first off, young. Yeah, He's like young, 24. twenty-four years old, and you're this young in your career. Period. His indie career was only two, three years, tops, and he was already in WWE. Like his complaint of. The schedule versus the money management situation, brother. You signed the contract. You knew what it was. You knew what it was beforehand. You should have managed your money correctly, my G. And now with that complaint, you're back on NXT, where you live close by. So that's why I don't think. And you don't you don't travel as much. So I'm saying he probably got the schedule he wants now. It's like Balor. It's like Balor getting main roster money. So that's why I think you know what it is. Really, it'll justify him like the thing. The thing with Leo Russ and the money thing is the fact that he had lifestyle inflation that he didn't account for, and instead of doing something about it, like splitting costs of room and splitting costs of travel and all of that with other certain people, Mm -hmm. he decided. Oh, he wanted Ric Flair it. Pretty oh, much. Rick Flair it. Like, Pretty come much. on. Oh, you, you, okay, you, okay. You, that's you, what happened. Okay, you know how, you, you, Bro, you, you could have easily been like, you could have easily been like, yo, yo, Bobby, we together in this gimmick. Yeah. Like, let's yo, travel let's, the road let's together. Ride, let's ride around. Ride together. Let's split the hotels. You, you, you don't you don't have to stay at the most expensive <laughs> hotels. You can stay at the cheapest oh, one. Split the cost with the room. Oh, he's a Rick Flair. It's like, it's like, it's like, there's lifestyle inflation. Like, yeah, you get a little bit more money, but... 
the what your taste evolves. So you want, but that's stuff. what happens when you rip somebody straight out of the NXT system without making them properly you run need, through that shit. People, people need to realize that they can't spend more money than what they with them. They can't spend all that money on what are they doing? You know, they need to manage it better. I, yo, I, I dig it. I dig it. So with that being said, Wait, hold up. We did mention that the revival got released this weekend. Oh yeah, let's end and, it off with that. Let's end Vince, it off that. And Vince finally woke up and let them boys go. Listen, this can is we talk about the choice of new names these dudes chose? All right, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I like Cash Wheeler, but Dax Hardwood, Drake. Dra- the nigga from the grassy, <laughs> the nigga in the wheelchair. Did he say Dex Harwood? <laughs> Yo, first of all, that sounds like a super porn star name. Dax, Dax Hardwood, Hardwood. And what was the other one? Cash Wheeler. Cash Wheeler. I'm not mad at Cash Wheeler. I actually like Cash Wheeler to be honest with you. It sounds like they said, "I like Cash." Wheeler. Let me put my name in the WWE Rookie Generator, <laughs> and we'll just do it like that. <laughs> they did the Childish Gambino. Let me put my shit in the Rap Generator and see what I get out of here. Like that's basically what it sounds like. It sounds like you just got a day one name change from NXT. Dax Hardwood. Dax Hardwood. Like he chose that. But like he chose that. You chose to <laughs> go to to AEW with that name, Dax Hardwood. I'm pretty sure Cody to say, "Yeah, you're you're hired, but you got to be Dax Hardwood." It was looking, it was looking, it was like everybody was on the phone. So, 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 what's your name gonna be? Cash for like, right. Dax Hardwood. Cody's name's gonna be Dax Hardwood. What? Drake. <laughs> you, know, you see, you see everybody. You see like, you see like Nick go, Dax Hardwood. You see Matt. Dax Hardwood, Kenny Omega. Dax Hardwood. Cody was Cody was the last one. He he hit us with the ear <laughs> thing. Like, <laughs> what? Hit us with the ear thing. Dax Hardwood. <laughs> Where Kenny was mad excited about yeah, it. Yeah, that's like, good yeah. shit. Yeah, that's such good shit. Yeah. And you see Coca Bandit pop up out of nowhere. Yo. <laughs> I love that long term. Let, let, us, let us book a PCE. Yeah. Facts. But with that being said, you know that we can do this all day. We? we have a Facebook group. Come join us there. We have a YouTube page. Like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on all major platforms. I am Mr. Ruchi Moon. And I'm KFA Beijing. And I'm KFA Focus. Gentlemen, before we exit on out of here, before we give them a goodbye and goodnight, where can they find you at? At kfabe underscore AJ on Instagram. You can find me on the corner of Rudy Pooh and Candy S. Tribe. <laughs> Not um, kfabe underscore focus on the Instagrams and maybe the Twitters one day. Maybe, maybe one the, day. The, the nah, I gave up on the, the Twitters. I, I personally gave up on the yeah, Twitters. Yeah, we we'll probably would ever be on the Twitter. But yes, <laughs> you can find me at Mr. Underscore Richie Moon. You can find me at Kfabe Avenue. Our YouTube, our Facebook, our YouTube podcast, everything, all everything. at Kfabe Avenue. With Buy that merch. being said, we must bid you a farewell. Drum roll. Kenny. Bye. <laughs> and good night, bad.